Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Motivation Mindset. I'm Risa Williams. I'm a therapist and the book author of The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit. And I wanted to share some things that are happening this month. I'll be speaking at Deanna Yates' Chaos to Calm Summit, which is happening on January 29th. I'll be speaking about time boundaries and balance, and she's on the show today to talk about some more tools from that summit. I'm also hosting a Get Stuff Done Goals group on February 16th, and if you'd like to join in the fun, you can sign up at patreon.com slash Risa Williams. Please check out the Motivation Mindset Journal, your guided goals planner for 2024. You can also check out my new digital class called Setting Goals for the Year which is also on patreon.com slash Risa Williams. And it'll teach you how to use the goal tracking pages in the Motivation Mindset Journal. And now for another episode on getting things done without all the stress. Welcome, Deanna, to the show. Hi, Risa. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So we did an episode previously on decluttering, which was very popular. And today you're here to share some tips about thoughts that might be holding us back. Yes. Yeah. There's some definitely sneaky thoughts that can hold us back um, when we're trying to do a new project or something big like decluttering. So yeah. And what's one thought that tends to hold people back? Well, so one of the things that holds people back is that uh, they have to get it perfect, right? Right. When they're starting to declutter, they think there's a right way to do this. And if I just get the right tip, if I just hear the right strategy, if I just try the right way, it will all click and fall yeah. into place. Yeah. So we get stuck looking for the perfect solution. I call it going down a research sinkhole, right? It's like a time sinkhole where if I just find the perfect tool or the perfect book or I look up the perfect TikTok video, it will solve everything. For sure. Because that is, I think, the gist of it. You feel like you're being uh, productive. You feel like you're doing something. And yet... It's easy to sit on our phone and look for <laughs> right. or be on our computer or listen to a podcast, but to actually take that information and put it into action, to actually do something with it, to just start, that is really where you're going to start to see kind of that rubber meet the road. Right. And often starting is the hardest part of anything mm-hmm. that we're avoiding. It's like getting that motivation to just do the first step. Sometimes when you're watching professional organizers like on TikTok, it almost makes you feel more stuck because they make it look so easy. It's kind of like watching cooking shows and then you try to cook the thing and you're like, I can't. I can't even do this. It doesn't look like the video at all. 100%. And that is the tricky part, right? Because you're watching it on TikTok. So that means they're trying to get it under 90 seconds, right? Yeah. Generally under a minute, 30 seconds if they can. And if you want to know all of the stuff that goes into that, there is so much planning that goes into that beforehand. And I actually talk about organizing your kitchen on day four of the summit, which is all about organizing. And the actual putting it together part, the actual organizing, I think is like step four or five. I can't even remember at this point. Right. But it's like, it's not the first thing. No. And that's really where it gets tricky because that's what we want, right? We want that end product. We want the organized house. Nobody really wants to declutter. I'm the declutter queen. And I'm going to tell you right now, nobody really enjoys that part. Yeah. Because it's emotionally yeah. exhausting, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> It's like it taps into our emotions in a stressful way where we have to make decisions and process things and we all feel stuck there. That process never really feels fun. 
No, you know? and it's not even just that. It's all of those limiting beliefs and all of that, like all of your insecurities. Yeah. What really gets you is the fact that you're like going through this stuff and you think you're har- having these thoughts of like, but what if I'm never able to get that again? That would be yeah. I don't want to, you know, waste this thing. I don't want to put it in the wrong spot. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, somebody gave that to me, you know, all of these things. And then you get insecure too, especially when you go through your closet. I mean, that's the worst, right? Because right. You see these clothes that you used to fit into or this lifestyle you used to have. And I want to remind everybody, myself included, when you look back on these things, you're always looking with those rose colored glasses, right? You're always looking back with the positive yeah. lens. If you are having a moment where you are feeling defeated, I always like to take a minute and try to think of like, I know this sounds backwards, but what is one reason why you're not, why you're happy that you're not in that stage in life, right? Yeah. So perhaps it's, you know, I'm looking back on my 20s. We lived in Chicago. You know, yes, we had a lot of fun. But now I am so fulfilled as a mom, as a podcaster, Uh, you know, I love where we live now. I love my friends now. Like life is just in a different place. I'm in a totally different place than I was then, which is good because I'm in my 40s and that was my 20s. And, you know, but sometimes you can look back and go like, oh, my God, I loved that dress. Oh, remember what great times we had in that dress? Oh, my gosh, we used to go to all these events. That was so fun. And all these things that go along, all these emotions that go along with that dress or whatever you're letting go of. Then also think of what is positive right now in your life that is different than what it was back then. And try I like to really that. embrace that positive part from today and understand that it's not as rosy as you're thinking of the past, right? There is a reason you're not living where you used to live or not doing the things you used to do. You've moved past that part and you either chose to do that, right? You said, I don't want to live there anymore or circumstances took you to where you are, but um, there's no, it's, it's you know, just remember that as you're going through your things, try to be the, think of what's great about now. I love flipping it like that. Yeah. All right. So let's hear another one that tends to hold people back. Another sneaky thought. Yeah. Well, you kind of mentioned it in that last moment. It, it was basically, I don't know where to start. Yeah. And that can be so overwhelming, especially if you have tried to declutter before and your home has kind of recluttered itself. If you have never tried to declutter before and you're just like, I'm so overwhelmed. There's just <laughs> right. there's stuff everywhere. There's piles everywhere. And, um, you know, so that part can be really defeating. It's a really defeating thought of like, I don't know where to start. And so mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you to start anywhere right? Just pick one place, one shelf, one drawer, one cabinet, one corner of a room. Start with your purse. Start with, you know, your medicine cabinet anywhere. Just one place is better than starting nowhere. And if that even feels too too much, just pick one thing to declutter, right? You don't even have to have a whole like, I'm going to declutter this whole day. It's like, what's one thing that you can get out of your home that is not serving you right now? And it's so a category or even a drawer or even a section of a drawer, because sometimes one drawer is just packed too full of stuff. And it's not one of those where I don't like to do the pull everything out (laughs) and make a huge mess and then put things back. There are a few there's So there's lots of different ways of decluttering. I actually talk about that on day three with, you know, kind of the popular mm-hmm. decluttering methods, who they actually work for and where they work in your home, because there are places where things like that work well. Um, but I like to just look at one space 
like you said, one category. Right now, what I'm doing in my life, I've been decluttering a lot, though. So I've been on this journey for over a decade. (laughs) And so, you know, for me, there's still areas, though, where I feel like I have too much. And so just understand that it is a process. And so if what's working for me right now is what I call micro decluttering. And I, um, I think Shira Gill was the one that actually coined this. And it's where you just take one teeny tiny little, you know, section of stuff. So it might be your pencil cup, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not even anything like a whole drawer. It's just like one tiny little thing. And you say, okay, how many of these things do I have? What's the percentage I want to get rid of right now? I'm trying to get rid of 25% of the things that I have, because I know that we have the space to let go of that. Like, I understand we've got a lot more than I actually, you know, than we think when we kind of come down to it. So in my pencil cup, if I have 20 pencils, can I get rid of five of them? Mm -hmm. Probably. And if I can get rid of five of them, then great. Then I move on. If I don't hit my 25% mark, it's not a big deal, but it's just an easy way for me to say like, I can do that in two minutes, right? Probably less than two minutes. So if I'm just doing those consistently, And whether that's one a day or I just do one in the morning and one at night, it doesn't really matter just as you're doing it more often than Mm -hmm. never. Yeah. (laughs) It's an easy place to start because it's not emotional at that point. It becomes facts, right? It's, Mm -hmm. It's a numbers game. And then that can kind of take out some of that emotion. And when you look at something overall and you say, oh my gosh, I've got to declutter this drawer, a lot of people come at it from the, what am I taking out? Mm -hmm. But if we can also flip it and look at what am I keeping here? Right. What am I choosing to keep in my space? And what am I choosing to surround myself with? Makes a big difference. So it's the language we're using with ourselves. And also the idea that something like a pencil cup may seem insignificant, especially if you're looking at your house thinking, oh, it's a mess. That's going to make no difference. But it does make a difference to our own brain and our own motivation. So I talk a lot on the show about how we have to trick our brain into feeling motivated by taking those little micro steps like Deanna's talking about because once you start moving, you have momentum, you get energy, you start feeling a little more confidence. Yes, it's just a pencil cup, but my confidence went up maybe 1%. Like I can handle it if I take it in small doses, right? And that's the important part is we're getting you past the hurdle of taking that first step, which often is the part where people just shut down and think, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow turns into another tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So give me another way that people can start talking to themselves in a more positive direction when it comes to getting rid of things that are hard for them to get rid of. Yeah. One thing is that I can't do it or I'm not enough, right? I'm not blank enough. And Mm -hmm. you will probably have a ton to add to this. (laughs) So I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on it. But I think too, right, I'm not smart enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not rich enough. I'm not, you know, I don't have enough energy, all of these things where I think we can defeat ourselves before we even start. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one area where I think people can turn their thought to the positive thing and think of all the amazing or hard things you've done in your life. Um, This summit is really geared toward moms. And so Mm -hmm. if you're a mom, think of all those hard things you've done right? Whether every day we are doing hard things, we're navigating so many problems every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you, I, I think there's this 
point I always think about my um my husband and I went hiking in Bryce Canyon and we went on this really long hike and it was really hard and I just remember like getting like kind of walking up the hill being like I birthed a child I can get up I can clean out a pencil cup you can clean out a pencil cup for sure oh my gosh exactly yeah yeah I love that idea of thinking of the things you have done in the past where you have been overwhelmed or tired or just thought you couldn't do it and you were able to make it through. So I would love to hear your thoughts though on that, because I know you probably have a ton to add to that. Well, I like to tell people small steps add up. I like to use the language. I'm figuring it out because we don't have to solve everything all at once. You don't have to look around your living room and think, I know all the solutions, all hundreds of steps forward that I'm going to take to make this room look like a magazine. That's just going to shut your brain down. Your brain's going to think that's way too hard. So you think, I'm figuring it out one section at a time. Like one thing I clear out, I'm figuring out a better way to do it next time. I'm growing. I'm learning. It's sort of adopting a lifelong learning mindset. So focus on what you can control and just think, I can control this thing right now. I can take this little step and that's enough for today. Because when we go into decluttering mode, we are often very harsh on ourselves and we come down on ourselves like a very harsh parent that we wouldn't like to have. We talk to ourselves in a way we would never talk to our own kids if we were teaching them. That's not going to make us feel motivated to move forward. So we need to say things like, you're figuring it out. It's okay. Everyone has their own unique way of doing this and you'll figure out a way that works for you. Yeah, so true. And yeah, the other one I hear people say when they're decluttering is, why did I buy this? Yeah. And just yeah, yeah. so negatively, like, oh, one thing I think I actually covered this on the podcast recently was the thought of like, you're not, your money bought the experience, not yeah. the physical thing. Exactly. Right? So, all of the, you know, extra stuff that goes into that. Maybe you had a great day shopping with a friend when you bought the thing, right? That emotion, right? That moment of having that time together. You, you know, your money helped pay for all the people that made that product, that shipped that product, that went into the creation of that thing. Um, It went into, you know, the use that you had while you were using it. So it's not just that thing. I think we can get so hung up on this one thing being worth, like I spent $100 on this thing. And that means, yeah, like you said, I have to justify keeping it. But if you can take it down and say like, okay, well, how many times have I worn this, used this? How many hours has it benefited my life? You know, how many people did it benefit by me purchasing that thing? We can then switch in our mind the the purchase, right? The cost of it goes to something else so Mm -hmm. that it's not just that one thing and we can feel less wasteful. We can be like, well, I contributed by purchasing this thing to this, that, or whatever. So, right. I like that. I like it because we're often not really thinking about the thing. We're thinking about the feeling we're going to get from the thing. And you may have got that feeling. It served that purpose for that time. Now it's time to pass the thing along to someone else who might get a good feeling from that thing. So we can keep that feeling going by you know, donating it to a charity shop or giving it to someone else who's going to get that little boost of that feeling that we were after. Thanks so much, Deanna. Where can people learn more about your summit? Sure. So the summit is at chaostocalmsummit.com. But please come over via Risa's link uh, that she will have in the show notes, I am sure. Um, And yeah, we're excited. It's going to be five full days of, you know, we have 20 uh, talks, presentations going on, lots of extra bonuses, 
prizes. There's a super fun Facebook pop-up group going on. So come on over and join in the fun. It runs from January 29th through February 2nd. Great. And I hope you'll check out my talk there. I'm talking about time boundaries and balance. You can win a free copy of my book. So hope you'll check it out. Thanks so much, Deanna. Have a good rest of your day. Oh, Risa, my pleasure. You too. If you're enjoying tools discussed on the show, please visit risawilliams.com. There you can learn about upcoming episodes, you can check out my books, and you can sign up for my Get Stuff Done Goals group. I'm Risa Williams, and we're out of time for today. Thanks for listening. Hey.